0: Newly Newly stocked stocked on the the shelves
1: is box number 512. 512. With With your your hosts,
0: Aeon and the lioness. Black, Black, trans, trans women, women
1: excellence. excellence. And defying all life expectations.
0: The show begins now. now.
1: Hey y'all, this is Aon, And this
0: is the Lioness.
1: And you're listening to the first episode of box, box number, number
0: 512.
1: Five, 12. <laughs> that was cute. Right. Um, <laughs> so a little bit about myself, and the Lioness can talk about um, herself. My name is Aeon. Some of y'all might know me. About many moons ago, I had a YouTube show. I went by Aeon Far. It was a, a fun experience. Currently, I'm originally from Baltimore. Currently, I live in Chicago. I am 32 years old, a proud Black trans woman, and I'm just here, I wanted to start this podcast um, as something to do with my sister and to really share some of uh, our life experiences uh, from the perspective of thriving Black trans women in their 30s who are looking to great futures and we just want to create a new narrative or create a narrative shift. For over 15
0: years. I'm a veteran in the game. Um, I'm here to spread love and light and laughter to the world. That informs my ministry and that informs the work that I do, which is I'm the executive director of Tilt, which is a nonprofit here in Atlanta, which stands for Trans Individuals Living Their Truth. You can find us on social media and all platforms. You can also find me, The Lioness, on Facebook and other platforms as well. Hit me up, hit me up. Yes, thank you, thank you, guys, for tuning in to Box Five Twelve, so you can hear me and my sister do what we do.
1: <laughs> so before we get into the main topic, let's just get into a little bit of the reasons why we wanted to do the show. This is kind of something that's been in the making. Me and the lion, the lioness, and I have talked about this. Base, essentially, since we've known each other, or since we've become closer with one another, and mm-hmm. it kind of sprouted out of personal one-on-one conversations that we have with the amongst each other as sisters, and we. that it's important to share those conversations with the world to really put a different um, perspective of who we are as black trans women, again, thriving and just trying to uh, make an impact and uh, just really just trying to prepare for life and doing the work to prepare for life and to live a meaningful and uh, fulfilling life. So it's just, a lot of the narrative is, Black trans women, our life expectancy is 35 years old. Mm-hmm. And if we do have some sort of visibility, we're typically relegated to like the comedic relief or over the top, or we have to be very beautiful and hyper feminine. And for me, I just feel like it's so much more to us than that. And there's so much more that we have to give to the world. So,
0: yes. And, um, I 1,000% agree with that. I don't really have much to add other than I think that, that this work that we're doing right now is going to be transformative, not just for outside community, but also given. Be, be, I think that is an opportunity for us to present through our network and our community and the things that we talk about possibility models for young Black trans women to grow in their leadership grow in their awareness of themselves, maybe get just some tools that you can put in your toolkit of self-awareness and self-improvement. I think that we live in a world today where there's not a lot of light. And a lot of podcasts are doing a lot of different things, but what I'm excited that we have committed to is being a light in the darkness. And I, I think that our sisterhood is beautiful, and I think that it's also important to showcase that part
1: of us as well. And just a little bit of the why we decided to title this podcast Box Number Five Twelve. Give it to him,
0: girl. Give it to him, girl.
1: <laughs> so essentially it's just a, a a nod to our living legend, our icon, Tracy Africa Norman, who was who still is or who was the first black trans model from the 70s and the 80s. Yes, and she was mother. the Yes, and she was the first Black trans woman to be featured on the cover of a hair color box, uh, the Claire born Beautiful box to be exact, and the color of that box was, what all, was it, dark, girl? dark auburn number 512, so 512. We, we are very intentional here about centering the lives and the, um, the legacy and the narratives of Black trans women, so why not honor Black trans women who have been great, who have uh, laid the groundwork, who have created a tapestry that uh, the lioness and I stand on. Why not honor them? So that's why we decided to name this pot podcast box number 512 just to as a nod as a nod to Tracy Africa's legacy and the legacy of all the black trans women that have come before us and just to really set the intention of this podcast to really uplift the black trans women and let them know that um this is, a, this is a space where we have fun, we laugh, but it's also a space of deep reflection, healing, just trying to take yourself to the next level. Um, and I, we, I'm just so excited that, uh, that we are in a time now, we're in a space now where uh, somebody and I can come together and then we, can, we really can give this to our community and other people who are inspired by what we do.
0: Point of clarity. My government name is Samaya and Brianna is her government name. And sometimes we, because we know each other personally, we will slip to use that, but but our online persona is the lioness and I am the lioness and that's Aeon. and we're going to work on that. But this is episode one and I love that you guys are going to get to see us evolve fully into our characters on this podcast and our personas. And more importantly, just giving you different multifaceted sides of ourselves now. Um, to what you were speaking to, Brianna, before we go any further, I want to just take a moment to get the mushiness out of the way. Okay. I love you.
1: I love you too.
0: And I think it's important that I start this showing and demonstrating now how much I love you because we live in a world where sisterhood is not something that people are uplifting more. Or, or, or not that it's not being uplifted, it's not being uplifted by the powers that be. There's a misconception around sisterhood. and I just wanna say I love you so, so much and I respect you. And even as you were talking a moment ago, it just reaffirmed and it confirmed for me that you are an amazing friend to have and that this journey on this path together, our combined ministries will, will do a mighty great work. And I wanna just take that moment to just prophesy on this podcast and on us but more importantly on you that i see you and i honor your greatness and i just want to thank you for everything that you are and that you will be amen
1: thank you sister i love you dearly you already know how much you mean to me and how grateful i am for our relationship and just how how we have evolved and how we lean on each other and how you, you know, you always a support to me and you're always there to listen. You're always there to give me, you know, advice. And not just the good advice, but sometimes the hard advice or something, something to leave me to think on and to ponder on and to just stretch and grow as in, in my womanhood. So I've, I'm just blessed that I can really call you a sister. uh so now that now that we got all of that out of the way uh let's before before we get into our icebreaker. so everybody is dealing with the coronavirus and being quarantined and it's it's weighing on everybody's spirits and it's Mm. a lot of confusion and chaos in the world so i kind of just want to flip it i don't want to add to the hysteria and I just wanna, I guess this could kind of be our icebreaker. Just talk about what you're thankful for and what you're grateful for, even during the chaos of what's going on right now.
0: Hmm. okay. So I wanna say that I am grateful for my husband. I'm grateful for my life. I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful for this moment. Um, And I am, um, excited about my future, even in spite of this. Um, you said that just do what we're grateful for?
1: Yeah.
0: Okay, well, yes, those are the things that I'm grateful for. <laughs> 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 That's funny, yeah. So yeah, Um. what about you, Brianna? I mean, hey, um... A
1: <laughs> So I just, I'm, I'm grateful to just have a home to be in during this chaos. I am grateful that I have enough savings to last me for however long this might be because I'm not working right now. Uh, I just finished sitting at the bar and I finished school. So, you know, while those things are great, I still have a gap because I don't have a job. So I'm just really thankful that I have money to do the basic things. I'm thankful for my health. I'm thankful for the health of my mom, um, who is a healthcare worker in the healthcare field and has mm-hmm. to be exposed to all of that. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm grateful for her. Um, I'm, just, I'm just grateful to for the health of my friends and my families and my loved ones. And I'm, I'm just grateful to have a place to lay my head because I know it's a lot of people who don't. And, and there's, there's a like, lot of people that's in jeopardy now, too. Right. And I really think that the because of the leadership that we have there's going to be a lot of fallout for this when this eventually ends and everybody is going to feel it and it's going to be hard on everybody so i'm just in this in this moment now i'm just taking the um the taking t- the time to just be thankful for the little thing just for my uh, peace and my sanity i'm thankful that i was able to end my last little relationship before we went into this because it's just a, another layer of stress that's not on me so i'm just you better
0: dish a little tea in the beginning there's more to come ladies and gentlemen stay tuned
1: right <laughs> so i I'm, th- I'm thankful to have my peace of mind and to have my sanity in the midst of chaos um also, I'm ha- I'm happy to be starting this podcast because this podcast kind of started out of boredom and us not really, us having the space and the time to really sit down and do this.
0: <laughs> you know, that's the beauty is like when you're in a place where you're busy and life is going and you have these ideas. Is. you say oh, sis, we should do this oh, sis, we should do this we should come together and have a topical show similar to something like the view but maybe just smaller and more compact but you know we talked about this but it's amazing now that we're in a place where it's come full circle like because we the universe and this horrible horrible situation right now has pushed us all to a stop it's like okay so now what like literally life is at a halt and I feel like that's worth notating on our first podcast that we're like in the middle of one of the worst national emergencies in known history that this pandemic is affecting us that people are dying and I just want to put love and light for everyone out there and those affected those impacted and you know um, I I just it's, it's not much more I can say other than I think that if nothing else if if those that hear this just know that there is a tomorrow
1: right so that 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 was a great um icebreaker. so i- I guess we can go into our first topic um of the day yeah. so I live where I live. so basically our the topic that came to my mind in social media and social media entertainment, there's been kind of controversy over the use of the word fish and primarily how uh, cis-black women are offended by being called the term fish. Mm -hmm. I I started to take notice of this T. S. Madison of the Queen, um, the Queen Supreme Court, started to catch backlash because she used the term "fish." But delving deeper into it, certain cis black women had women with her using that term, but it was kind of like a, a a fallacy. It's like I really have a problem with you because you're trans, but because you're using the term "fish," and that's more. That's something easier for people. It's something that people could be offended about. So I kind of want to, I want to make it about that term, you using that term. But really, from my perspective, I feel like people don't like T.S. Madison because she's a trans woman. So instead Mm -hmm. of attacking her for being a trans woman, which nobody wants to do because nobody wants to be painted with the transphobic or homophobic brush, it's like, oh, let me, let me say that you using this term offends me in order to create some type of uh rally this movement to to have a backlash against you so that kind of started this conversation and before before we go into the conversation for me the term so in community in black queer community terms like fish and cunt we have been black queer and trans communities have been using the, those terms since I came into the scene in like 2003. Like, it's words that we use to describe um, individuals, particularly um, in trans women circles. It's a term that we use to describe a trans woman who is very passable or who is very feminine in their appearance. Or it could be just like a, a state of mind or how you behave, it's like, Oh, like she's fish the way that she carries herself, and based on my recollection, I have never used fish to directly talk to a cis woman. Mm-hmm. Like I've never said talking to a black cis woman, like "Hey, fish" or "Hey, cunt." But it's kind of a term that has been reserved amongst community. Well, can we? Can can I interject for a moment? Yes. Um.
0: Taking it back before we even get into fish, I wanted to say we use cis as a term, and that even in, in itself in our community now is having a thing. And I want to take the time to just formally explain that because I-, I have a lot of cis gendered friends, cis females, cis women that take offense sometimes to the use of that terminology erroneously, and and, and 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 it's because it hasn't truly been explained. So there's a medical designation for people unfortunately sometimes that medical designation doesn't always match so for example you may have someone assigned at birth male and they their gender the way they experience the world the lens that they see the world through makes them feel as if that their life their their body their soul needs to be aligned with a gender that may not align with their birth sex so you may have that male that may decide to be a woman, and woman can look like whatever it decides to look like for that particular individual. I think we need to first explain that there's a difference between your sex and how you live in this world. Now, on the other side of that, there are individuals who are cis, and that's the word. Cis means you are in alignment with your, in your gender expression with the heteronormative standard of what your, your sex was identified at birth. So for example, if you're a woman, and you, are, you identify as a cis woman, or if you're a woman and you identify with the, with the sex you were assigned at birth, your terminology would be cis. That's not a negative term, it's not a judgment, it's not a, it's an identifier. So for example, we know that all women are women. We know that there are now, we know that there are cis women, which means what y'all will consider natural women. We don't use that term because I still exist in the natural world. So cis is the medical terminology. And so we just use medical. Trans is medical and cis is medical. Cis yeah, women c- are natural women and trans women are women that had to go through a journey to become or express their womanhood, regardless of what that journey is. Now, I'm sorry, sis. Go ahead. You so gonna... and
1: basically cis is a, is a it's a scientific prefix for the same side of. The same So it's of. basically your gender identity that you claim for yourself cor- corresponds with your genitalia or your sex assigned at birth. So it's not when now I can see how cis people feel like that word is used negatively against them. But commonly it's, it probably seems negative because a lot of times y'all do a lot of negative stuff to trans folks when you are like, being transphobic and discriminating against them so it, it just happens that what we use those terms to describe the kind of people that are discriminated against us but inherently the term is not negative and like samaya said we As we evolve as a society and as a people, the language has to evolve. And simply, simply not wanting to use the term cis and wanting to call yourself, well, I'm not you, because that's a lot of the response that I see. Well, I'm not cis. I'm a real woman. I'm a natural woman. That language is inherently transphobic because it's saying that your womanhood, because you have a vagina, your womanhood is valid. And because I'm trans, I'm an imposter. I'm a fake. I'm not the real thing. And before and- y'all go
0: into the, before y'all go into the, I bleed every month and I carry the child. There's a lot of women that don't have children and they're listening as well. And every time you say that, you deny them their womanhood as well. There are a lot of women that don't have that don't have that are, are unable to have periods. There are women. There are women that are not able to have children. There are, and that has no bearing on their, their definition of what a woman is. But so let's stop doing that because. You don't know what's in somebody's clothing. You don't know what organs are working in somebody's body or what they have. So let's just back up off of that conversation altogether before. And I'm just addressing what I know is the opposition that will say, well, I had, if you can't do what I do, baby, it's a lot of people in the world that can't do what you do. Consider it a miracle. That's why childbirth is a miracle. Consider it a miracle.
1: Yeah, but um, what were you about to say before I interjected?
0: Yes, I was about to then lead back into... So now that we've discussed cis, when we use the terminology on this show, which we will when we're talking, because we're going to be as scientific as possible, I'm not going to use a slang term or a slur that will confuse the meaning of what I'm saying. I'm going to use a term that can be used and Googled and that is medically approved and that is in the dictionary. And when you look under the dictionary or under the word cis, it will say someone that is born that is in alignment with their birth on the same side as their birth sex, but that we won't use the word like real or natural because that doesn't define anything clearly. We're going to be specific trans cis. So just that disclaimer, but back to what I was going to say about so now but transferring that conversation back to the conversation about fish. One i want to talk about the way in which because if the way we don't look at words and we really we don't look at words as analogous to other words and what i'm what i'm saying and when i say that is when we say the word nigger, and the n-i-g-g-a the way we use it in our vernacular in our community it has a definition that we give it it has a power that we give it why because it's our motherfucking right to do so because we're reclaiming something that was used to denigrating us and we're using it the way we motherfucking please. And we've fought in our life to have the ability to say that and use it the way we want to because why? We understand that language, the vernacular that you use is culturally specific. That's why some people can use it and some people can't. We've established that. So now black people, black women in particular, I want like women, women, black women, black, cis women in particular. I want you to look at this a different way. Imagine now you take that same logic and you are now listening because of the internet. You've been given access to a community that was pushed to the margins that lived in the fringe that as a strategy of survival, had to develop a coded language to define themselves in a world where it used to be illegal to be who you are. Let me say that again. It used to be illegal to be who we were. So we had to find coded language to use to explain our experience. Even like how slaves had to come up with a language so that they could speak around Massa without him understanding what they were saying. Gay, LGBT folks, particularly trans folk, have had to come up with a very coded way of speaking. Now, what happens when you have globalization and the internet and everyone has each other's points of view? You have everyone, everyone hearing the words and deciding to use it. They're hearing the meaning. They're hearing, they're hearing people that aren't a part of the community use it and misuse it. They're hearing people who are in the community that may have heard it wrong misuse it. And what ends up happening is you have this narrative out there that is not correct. There are many different connotations to the word fish. We know the definition, but there are many connotations in our community because of coded language and because of the strategies of survival that required us to develop it. We have used the word fish as a way to code it in a coded way to one say, Girl, I'm one of you already because if you're using the word to me as another trans woman, I'm immediately going to pick my ears up and I'm going to look at you. So one, two, it allows us to be able to communicate a secondary meaning to the word, which is you're beautiful without drawing unwelcome attention to our sister who may be in a situation where she doesn't want to be outed or it could be dangerous for her for a lot of attention to be called on her. So we speak in these coded ways. And what happens is, is y'all listen in on LGBT folk and you take what you want and you put up a video crying about it because you are not educated in the entire dynamic, the whole ecosystem that that word came out of. Because why? we? It is coded. It's not for you to get. That is the beauty of being allowed access to someone else's culture. Just like white people, you don't get to use the word and you don't get to tell other people how to use the word. If you don't want to use the word "fish" in that way, you don't need to. But you don't get to tell us who have, that, who have an entire different cultural meaning to that word beyond the smell of the scent of fish, because no one is even using it in that way. Exactly. So y'all are revealing an in insecurity that we're not pushing on the word. You take your meaning, and you and if you think it's negative, you run with it. But you don't get to tell us how we use the word.
1: And I I, I want to acknowledge that for cis women that, I want to acknowledge that that term is offensive. And, you know, I, I can acknowledge that. I can see how it can be offensive. However, with a lot of these responses, um, because, because a lot of the people that I've seen respond to it really lack the depth to really engage in... And the type mm-hmm. of analysis to understand why we as a uh, trans women community have developed that word and use that word, a lot of times because they lack the depth, they refuse to acknowledge how even in this situation they have access um, and privilege as cis people. Mm-hmm. So you you're, you're refute. And it's kind of weird because when you have marginalized people against other marginalized people the the marginalized person with the more privilege is more less likely to relinquish their privilege when they're in the same breath trying to use their privilege to oppress another marginalized group beneath them so right, and like you said again because of, because trans women are becoming more visible, like you, you, the cis, sis folks, y'all are gaining access to conversations that we have had for decades, language that we have been using for decades. So.
0: That is hundreds of years old in some cases. Some of right. Times so it, it, old the
1: country, Right. So it to me, it just kind of feels like a colonizer, like coming in on the community saying, well, this is right. And this is wrong, and this is how this makes me feel. And don't even acknowledge the history of why we use it or why we're not. And it's kind of like they want to cherry pick the terms that they like and the terms mm-hmm. the terms that they can make money I, off of. But then, everything how many
0: websites I, are having? How many websites or and and podcasts are based in the word using the words like tea and shade? shade. These are common terms that go back since before the 20s in our community. And they now all of a sudden, because now you, it's okay now to have gay people on TV, even, in, even if they're the stylist or the makeup artists, all of y'all have those, all of these celebrities and those folks that use the word, they take the words, they absorb it from the people that are around them, which is a beautiful thing. No one is saying it is that, that we have ownership. But just like everything, just like a white person trying to venture into our culture, remember that you're a guest. You can use the terminology, you can use the words, but don't get to the place where you feel like all of a sudden you have the ability to tell this marginalized group who developed this word as a strategy of survival how to navigate. Cause see now that is a problem. Cause now it's like you don't realize from your own history as just overall black people, black women, you don't realize from our own historical narrative, our, cause I'm a black woman as well. So we need to remember that we, as As the world evolves, you're going to learn more and more about the diversity that is within what a black woman is, and you have to be okay with the reality that there's some things you may not be able to access, just like I am okay as a trans woman that there are a lot of things that I can't access I in no way, and I think that's another thing we need to address as a myth that there's something that we think that we are trying to get or take or. I want to be left alone to be myself unencumbered, and I want to honor and love my sisters regardless of what what they are and what they have between their legs. Because at the end of the day, I don't know that, and that's not what matters to me. And that's the conversation that I wanna have with y'all. More than, it's okay for us to have this conversation about terms, because we wanna make sure we're communicating effectively. But deeper than that, I want you to not be so quick to separate us out and to just demonize us and see these men, because that is, and I think Brianna was speaking to that a moment ago, that is the deeper issue. The transphobia inherent in you all of a sudden, because you don't understand a word, denouncing us as women, denouncing our point of view, and really making it seem like there's nothing that we could ever do when you don't even know my walk. You don't know what I've been through in my life to be this woman that I am today. The, 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 the things that almost killed me that That did not that are a part of my walk, and we'll talk about more about that on this podcast, but never forget you never know what someone else's life is, so you can't tell me what I am and what I'm not, and I won't do that to you either
1: and a lot of the the argument is, well, we don't call me fish because you wouldn't like it if I misgender you or I dad name you, and it's like, well, one, we were never calling y'all fish directly. One, and two, a lot of y'all are dead naming and misgendering us anyway, and we have to deal with it.
0: Say that first thing again, we're never doing what?
1: We weren't talking to y'all anyway.
0: We never use that term referring to a woman directly in her face, that's not even how it's used. That's not even, when we use it, we use it more of a modifier to describe the noun. Right. But we don't usually walk up to somebody that we don't know and use that term, because why? As we said earlier, it's coded. It's a motherfucking undercover thing. It's the way we talk in our secret place.
1: And also, why if the term is so inherently offensive, why would we use it to describe one another?
0: Thank you. And that's what they're also missing. That's why, you know, people aren't really using context context clues to identify what the definition of the word actually is. Because, bitch, you are over to me, Brianna. Aon, you are over to me. And you are fish
1: boots albacore, right? It's no shame. I love using that word to describe other trans women, like almost like she's a fish patty, or she's cunt, or she's like that. That's just that's our lingo. That's our language. So for you to be privy to these conversations and to feel like you can come in and police how we talk to one another, it kind of gives me colonizer tease. It kind of... And that's true. It does. It very
0: much does. And I think saying that is jarring to people. Like, how you gonna say I'm a colonizer and this and that? What we're saying, not saying that you're that's your intent, but when you go out of your way to hear something new from people that you don't understand and your first thought is to shut it down because it doesn't meet your standards of decency, that's colonizing.
1: Or right. it just, it it just or makes you uncomfortable.
0: Right, if it just, it it, it offends your, your sense of comfortability. Not even that it made you, it wasn't anything rude or vulgar. It just made you uncomfortable, and so now you want to shut it down. Colonizer tease, tease, another term that is in our community that you may not understand as I'm using it right now, and I'm not gonna define it in this moment because you're listening in on a conversation between Aon and the Lioness, and we're talking to each other.
1: And I also I also kind of feel like we had to get comfortable not explaining everything to everybody because everything does not need to be explained. Say that right. as long as you and me, you and I as two grown black trans women get it, and the people get because that that that's wherein lies the problem and no shade. That's how a lot of times our stuff gets appropriated. Mm. with like, like just like ball like ballroom culture mm-hmm. and the Ninis and and the tamars and I've even had experiences where um black women that I've come across i had i would have used the term on um Facebook and you know they inbox me well what does that mean and it's like, sis that wasn't for you to get i was taught that that post was for people that are already in community that get it it's okay to have some things for ourselves because trust and believe they have things for themselves and they don't they don't want us a part of it so it's nothing wrong with us having our own language cultivating our own language and if we're the only ones that understand it that's okay we don't it's it, it's not a race to see who can be the most palatable and who can be the most accepted? And when we when we don't value what we do and who we are, that's how we open ourselves to be taken advantage of. Mm-hmm. 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 So, so what is, so so like? What is your solution to Black cis women who feel offended that we use the word the term fish? log
0: off unsubscribe block delete Um, all of those things are options and i say that because we live in a world where you really can choose your experience you can choose the apps on your phone you can choose who you follow on those apps you can choose to click on the lives for those apps you can choose to download the whatever what i'm saying is is that all of the ways that we can control our environment now including all of these features for privacy and protection and blocking allow you to control your experience. We have to stop living in an era where we want to control everyone's conversation and you're canceled. If I don't fucking agree, bitch, if I don't feel it, we're shutting you down. We live in a world today where free speech is threatened by respectability politics. And I'm going to tell you right now, If you came here looking for respectability, you're not going to find it because ain't shit respectable in y'all eyes about my experience as a Black trans woman. And I want to say that because even the things that you might identify with, I don't experience the world in the same way. And I want to speak from my experience on this show without having to pretend to fit into some narrative. So I want to first put that into the space. Like I don't want to make it seem like, because I am married, my marriage looks maybe similar, but it is like a snowflake. It is very unique in the way that it conducts itself. The way I navigate is, condu- is, is similar, but it's unique. And I feel like we need to also take up the space to differentiate our perspective. And like you said earlier, not do too much explaining, girl. Like at the end of the day, when it's all said and done, you need to remember that you're in charge of self-care. I cannot define your experience and the views and opinions of this podcast should not define your life, alter your reality in a way that makes you feel triggered. If you are, that is the strategy I suggest. And dot, 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 education. Go seek deeper meaning on your own. Take the time to, be, to advocate for your own educational awareness and go do the research. That's not my ministry. I am not an encyclopedia. We live in a world where that is also an app on your phone, in your hand. Figure out for yourself before you judge another community the things that you can figure out so that you come armed with the tools to engage. That's a two-way street. It's not my responsibility to explain everything to you. And like Brianna said earlier, for you to then take it and appropriate it and be the translator for everyone else. You do your research to meet me because we are putting out content to the world. So in the future, I know there will be people that will come onto our podcast and will have very, very egregiously strong, violent reactions to something that one or both of us may have said. I want you to know, one, we mean no offense. We come in love and the goal is to spread light. But two, we don't care. And because we have, to, we are aware that our perspective is unique and unique perspectives ruffle feathers. So yes, respectability politics, ain't shit respectable about me and I don't wanna live that way. So I want you to know it's your responsibility to have
1: self care and to educate yourself. That's right. So I, I I feel like we've said all we need to say on that topic. What do you think? I think we did it.
0: I think it was the same. I think we gave them a teacher, but we gave them tools to take with them. We gave them um, strategies, we even gave them places where they could look for more information.
1: Right, there's plenty of video, there's plenty of fab people in community that have done the work, um, breaking that um, Cat Black, Marsha's Plate, so many other right. podcasters and YouTube personalities that have, because we, we're gonna, like somebody said, we're gonna explain a little bit but we're not going to explain everything, especially as we, because if we, if we, and this is the trap that a lot of cis-het folks bait queer folks into, mm-hmm. if we keep on going through the process of explaining the trans one-on-one conversation over and over and over again, we really don't get to like the, the depths of conversations that we need to have and we need to bring to the forefront. Like we just don't have the time or the labor to keep educating y'all when people have already done the work mm-hmm. to educate y'all. And th- this is not this is not this is not going to be a surface podcast. We're going to have some deep, honest, gut wrenching, in the soul conversations, and that it kind of re- it, it requires an elevation. That if you're not ready to go on this, this ride with us, you're not going to. Get the most of these conversations. So I okay. implore you to do your work. Do, do for the new for the new listeners that we might attract that are not in community. Do the work to prep yourself so that when you listen to us, you're really able to receive the different perspectives and the the nuances of the conversations that we're going because we're we we're we going to have some conversations. So. Yeah. So I think we can. Um, in this um in this episode here anything you want to
0: leave i was gonna say i do want to leave them with this and i want to first before i leave them with anything i want to give a shout out really fast right so much to diamond thank Um, you diamond you gave us um some good advice there in a pinch and i do consider you in 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 this world a bit of a mentor and so thank you mentor for taking the opportunity to take on these new mentees and we look forward to being upholding your expectation actually you spoke very beautiful things over us the other day and um, we look forward to meeting your expectation of sisterhood in this and cohabitating this ecosystem of podcasts like uh, we're the new girls in town and and shout out to you diamond for, for being there for us um, and then for my final word I just want to say um, thank you everyone for listening thank you for bringing your open minds to the table your open hearts to the table Thank you for making us a priority in your future. We hope that you like, we hope that you subscribe, we hope that you share, we hope that you post. We are put here to spread a light. And we know that light attracts other light and as light bringers we should come together in this time to drive away darkness. And one way of doing that is operating in love but also using our voices to educate, to enlighten, and to put good news, goodness, good seeds in the ground out in this world. So thank you one and all, and we look forward to planting more seeds with you.
1: And also continue to wash your hands and isolate uh, so we can prevent the spread of coronavirus because it's getting real. No. um so yeah so we, we're going to end it here we will see y'all next week until then continue to strive for excellence love bye bye thank you for, for listening, listening to box number 512 12. and don't and forget for to subscribe and like all of our pages on social media so you, you can, can see what we stop, stop on, on the, the shelf next week bye <laughs>